Welcome to Isolation Conversations. With Ben. And Jen. Putting the Q&A in quarantine. Oh, man. Today, of all days, y'all, buckle up your bootstraps. This man I had the privilege to live with for a few years. He is one of my favorite human beings to have a conversation with. And uh, an all-around great dude. Please put your hands together for James McKeels. Woo! That was exciting. (laughs) Uh, We aim to please on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So, James, for the people at home, can you please tell us, who the fuck are you? Oh, that's such a big question. (laughs) That's such a big question. But I guess for, like, the context of this... I am the uh, general manager of a car dealership in North Carolina, Charlotte to be specific. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about today, I guess, is, is, is what I do on a day-to-day basis uh, in the time of Rona. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess give, us a, give us a pre-Rona uh, overview just so we can kind of see what the, what the difference is. Oh, well, so my typical day like in a car dealership would be kind of a nonstop 10 to 11 hour, just mental grind of, uh, you know, basically trying to drive people through the door, get them into the dealership, uh, shake hands, kiss babies, uh, make sure my entire dealership is, is running as optimally as possible. Um, we're in a situation, I guess, typically where, you know, you're gonna sell a lot of cars. Um, the right kind of input, the right kind of direction can can give you that 10 to 15% bump over what you would have done just kind of naturally. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, it's very different now, I'd say. Because yeah. this, the spring is a big time for car dealerships because people are getting their like tax refunds and stuff, right? So, yeah. And, and especially for us, um, we serve um, a community with uh, less than perfect credit typically. Um, so our average customer uh, relies on uh, their tax refund uh, to typically make the initial deposit on a car. So I would say we do, you know, over, you know, just we're selling twice as many cars uh, during the month of uh, February, March and April than we will, you know, six months later. It's it's a it's a very very busy time. Our hours are extended. Um, it's it's typically nuts. Uh, it's it's one of those like kiss your wife and family goodbye. We'll see you in three months kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So really, in truth, for for us, uh, just from a volume and, and profit standpoint and all that, this is particularly a terrible time for this to happen. Yeah, so I guess uh, that's uh, that's usually our, our second uh, question into the transition of how has your daily routine changed as a result of uh, of the COVID nineteen situation? Well, so I'm I'm lucky enough to work for you know it's it's a pretty large chain of of car dealerships and uh, you know they they care about us so as opposed to just kind of ignoring everything and, and running at this full force like nothing's happening. Um, you know, we've been given the, the um, direction uh, to, to operate pretty much virtually. So I'll give you an example, just kind of one way to think about it. Uh, typically, you know, you want to drive a customer in no matter what. 
So you've got somebody that cannot afford a Mercedes Benz that just wants to come check out a Mercedes Benz, right? And the, the typical kind of thought pattern was just get them in, you know, get them through the door. And once we have them here, we'll definitely sell them that, you know, Impala or something along those lines. Um, so it was very much a drive the business through the door. And, and our art form is going to lead us uh, to a sale of something, you know. Uh, now it's very, very, very different in that uh, we don't necessarily want to flood our dealership with people like we did previously. You know, we want to get everything as close to done as possible uh, before they even walk through the door. Because uh, so now we're collecting all their information. We're we're doing things that at our core were just wrong six months ago, like telling them the actual payment before they come into the dealership. That's a terrible way to sell a car. You know, there's no excitement. Um, there's no test drive. There's no that that endorphin rush that comes with, you know, that test drive piece and that excitement piece. Uh, that's all that's all out the door. And so we kind of had to change kind of the art form of it, if that makes sense. How do you test drive a car virtually like that's Oh, yeah, you can't. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, we get, I'm sure there's a simulator for something, but yeah. We get Mario Kart. We send yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, we have to do the majority of it virtually. It's, you know, when, when governments and, you know, counties and states make up these rules and all that kind of stuff, um, they never really have a true understanding of how it's going to work in the long run. Um, so we kind of try and take guidance there uh, and keep it as safe as possible. But, I mean, in the long run, once you've collected all the information, they understand everything, uh, they come into the dealership. We have that car uh, parked up at the front of the dealership completely and totally um, like wiped down uh, with like uh, Clorox wipes and stuff like that and literally just sitting out there. And uh, they just test drive it themselves now. We don't even have a salesperson that sits with them. I was convinced we were going to get cars stolen, but uh, hasn't happened yet, luckily. So they, they'll do their test drive virtually, um, and then we can do the majority of the paperwork um, outside of the DMV work on a little laptop or a, um iPad. So they're not even coming into the building? That's correct. How is that going to change in about a week when it's 90 degrees outside? Well, so luckily we have a um, like a bay. Um, it, it kind of served as a, a place, like if it was raining, we'd pull the car in there to showcase it. Mm -hmm. um, and we've kind of turned that into our lounge. Um, so it's, it's still relatively cool in there. It's outside of the, the sun and everything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And to answer your question, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'll tell you this, we ain't shaking hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're for sure. such a people person. Oh, dude, it's so hard for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm, you know, like I'm a handshaking, like hugging old ladies after they buy a car kind of guy. And uh, I have uh, <clears throat> taken my general manager role a lot more seriously. I used to be much more of a general sales manager. I'd get out there. Hell, I'll jump on a test drive if it's a shaky deal or something along those lines and kind of push it over the edge, have some fun with it. Uh, I now uh, sit in my little uh, my office. Uh, and consider it my like safety bubble because every time someone pulls up to the dealership for some reason, all I can think of in my head is like plague, you know. So, <laughs> right. yeah, that's got to be a huge struggle for you, Ben. James is the kind of person that can walk into a room and ten minutes later has everybody hugging and loving on him. 
Um, uh, the first time he met Adam, we were at a wedding and I have a picture of Adam with his, or no, James with his head on Adam's shoulder and a slow dance happened. And they said, grab your, grab your loved one and take them dancing. And James and Adam went dancing. <laughs> this is the first night they met. Yeah. Well, he's uh, a really good looking guy. <laughs> he is. He's a beautiful man. Uh, cool. Well, you, it sounds like you have more time on your hands because I know that you were working all of the time. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to fill that time? What hobbies are you doing to stay occupied? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I was the kind of person that had like a constructive hobby? Okay, um, what game are you playing? Yeah, Call of Duty, man. <laughs> uh, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, for me, it's, it's less of playing the video game and more of, you know, the social interaction of hanging out with my friends, you know? Yeah. It's about as close as you can come to a party now is like four dudes talking shit in the video, you know, during a video game. Um, I've also filled the time with um, alcohol pretty successfully. Uh, yeah. That's a bit of a hobby for me. Uh, so I actually have to be mindful of not to day drink as much now because uh, let's be honest, I drank too much in the general sense. Uh, and now that it's like socially acceptable, like yeah. now even more so than usual, I had to kind of like reel myself in a little bit. Oh yeah. Those, those maker's mark ads are very targeted and they're like, look, I mean, you should celebrate just having woke up today. And it's like, that feels <laughs> like outside of the Corona times, that would be like, look at this terrible ad. Then everybody's just like, no, this is acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This Saturday, um, I drank an entire bottle of champagne and did not feel a thing. <laughs> tolerance. That is, I've got my old tolerance. Absolutely. I have worked really hard to not be a bartender drunk anymore. And one month stuck inside and I'm back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife has pretty much started to hide the bottle of Jameson, which I consider to be a gift. Yeah. yeah. Cause, well, because then at least you're, you know, you're burning calories looking for it. So that's yeah. nice. <laughs> It's like a, it's a hide and seek project. It's super yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so playing Call of Duty, you're not working on any house projects or yard projects. That's so, right. yeah. I mean, like Cassidy I'm, hasn't made you do something like that. We're we we're redoing all the deck, you know. But I got a good buddy of mine that's. Uh, so I say we. I mean, like I'm general unskilled labor, um, <laughs> and, and he's actually a carpenter. Um, so we're redoing the deck now. Uh, just kind of that's our, our summer project, I guess. Um, yeah, that's that's keeping us a little bit busy. Um, yeah, Kathleen, knowing, knowing your wife. Laid off. So she, oh, yeah. yeah, so she's got a lot of time on her hands now. Um, so it's, it's nice. I live in a hospital, basically, as far as cleanliness is concerned. Uh, so she keeps the house ridiculously clean. Uh, so I spend a lot more time now. Uh, picking up after myself because it's very obvious when I've been somewhere, you know, with beer cans and like <laughs> shoes in the wrong place and everything like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think the majority of our free time before all this was spent going out, you know, like we didn't spend a whole lot of money on anything but going out to restaurants and breweries and stuff like that. And now that that's not an option. I realize that my lack of um, uh, shall we say abilities to do anything else is, is pretty glaring. 
I, I know your wife well enough to know that she has got a grand idea, uh, which means that you have to do something. Uh, so oh, if you're yeah. in the backyard or, or – Yeah, 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 yeah. She's ridiculously – I mean she's doing really – she's doing better than anybody else in COVID because she only worked two days a week you know, before this. So not a lot changed for her, and she's a hyper-productive person. Like she can't just not do anything, um, which has really ruined my days off. Um, yeah but yeah she's doing a great job of keeping herself busy she has like she gets together with her best friend for yoga four times a week kind of thing that's her breaking quarantine um and then yeah just like spends her time coming up with random projects she has completely and totally restained all our outdoor furniture sanded it all down like it's it's amazing for her uh for me i just don't want to do anything because yeah that's my life, you know. So, uh, so at at this point, you know, you've been sheltering in place and 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 you know, changing the entire way that you you sell cars and and do any other work. What could take your uh, your shelter in place, your quarantine, to the next level? Is there anything at your house? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're already working on a deck. Is there anything else where it's like, man, if I just had this, this would be like. Uh, I'd be I'd be sheltering in place like a king. Oh yeah, pool. Let's be honest. If I had a pool, that would uh, I would be a little bit more comfortable sheltering in place. Um, or a jacuzzi. I don't know if uh, Jen told you I'm kind of a koozie kind of guy. Oh god. You know? <laughs> oh, every single oh, element god. of your personality and voice emanates <laughs> jacuzzi. Yeah, I don't know if you can see this like balding middle aged hairy back man with a you know drinking a cigarette sitting in a jacuzzi like it's 1982 but like that is that is where i belong That's so where <laughs> so when james and i lived together uh he found a friend of his whatever had a jacuzzi he wasn't using anymore but james is also extremely cheap Facts. which meant that we couldn't run the jacuzzi all the time the way it's supposed to be because you know disease and grossness uh, tends to grow in stagnant water so if he knew that he was going to use it he would heat it up the day before and then just dump a ton of chemicals in it um it was so gross i mean we were young and dumb and drunk most of the time so it didn't bother it but now looking at it 15 odd years later like that was just one giant cesspool of nasty yeah right survive that what's the rona got (laughs) yeah if you're if your immune system is is kicking a used cues you know you've got (laughs) you've got so many white blood cells that you probably uh yeah you're probably gonna be okay she oh. likes to think of it as nasty i like to think of it as vaccination you, know? <laughs> you like to think of it as uh luxury on a dime yeah well yeah without a doubt i mean i was ridiculously impoverished at the time you know <laughs> like i was poor so i did everything i could to save money you know uh, you uh. get a So many fun stories about living in that house. Uh, I, that was, (laughs) that was a time. That was a a good, crazy time. Yeah. Definitely a place you could wear your leather. Oh, you absolutely could wear your leather there. Um, James was so poor uh, slash did not want to spend any money. The first three or no first two months I lived there, the heat was broken 
And he just didn't come home. He would stay at his parents' house. <laughs> and he was technically the landlord. Wow. Yeah, I understand the legalities of that now, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got into a lot of legal trouble being a homeowner. Yeah. That's oh. a it was it was a party house. It was a fun, fun place. So just the pool, that's the only thing you think you're missing? Oh, I mean, so you know, the the most reasonable thing I would say would be a pool. What I'm really missing is parties, you know, like that would take my quarantining to the next level is people, you know, which is exactly the opposite of what you should be doing, I guess. So that's I mean, this has been the hardest for me just because like Jen's right. Like I find myself at home in a room full of people, you know, with a beer in my hand and, and just talking and getting to know people. That's that's truly what I enjoy in life more so than anything else is just talking to people and getting to know people and listening to their stories and judging them in the back of my head in a fun way, you know, <laughs> but and also the, priming them. So they'll tell you more stories so that you can oh. then make fun of them later. Yeah, facts. facts. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if that's not what alcohol is for. I don't know what it's for. Yeah. Oh, you, you could, you could convince someone to do some crazy things. He is, he's a big fish story kind of guy, which I enjoy and love so very much. That's the way to live in my opinion. So yeah, I mean like that's for, for like, I guess it's everything that's changed for me really is just the, the complete and total like emptiness feeling of, of people, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the hardest part, you know, not having people around me at all times and, and, I'm still a rational human being, so I know why it can't happen. Um, but my, my gut says, like, buy a keg and let's just call this, you know? How are your parents doing? Oh, you know, that's just hard on them. They party more than we do. Uh, you have to you have to explain the bar to Ben. Okay, so it, it's a, I'll, I'll keep a, a long story short. My father's from Holland. He moved to Cabarrus County in the 80s when it was a dry county. He disagreed with that, so he built a bar in his basement. Um, so it's literally like, you know, you have some friends that have like a bar in their basement, and I just kind of chuckle like, no, 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 no. This is the recreation of like a commercial Dutch pub, like five taps, the whole nine, like a dance floor. He just gutted the entire underneath of the house. And so I grew up uh, pretty much like on the teat of a keg from the age of 12. Um, and so it, it was it was definitely a social environment. It's where I get a lot of it from. Like they will literally just have friends show up. I went I went there before all this on a, like a random Sunday. And I said, you know, Paul had like a cheese plate out and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, who's coming over? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, People will come. And literally by five o'clock, the bar was full of just people like they'll bring a bottle of this or something like that. And that is how he is spending his retirement. Literally every weekend, two nights in a row, they just have a bunch of people over and they tie in a little bit of a buzz. And uh, and that's how he's retiring. So this has been really hard on them in general, because that's pretty much what their lives evolve around right now. They are both retired for the most part. Um, and it was super hard to convince them that this was a fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like literally my, you know, they, they started off on the whole, like the flu is worse kind of train. Mm. If that makes sense. And uh, I literally had to beg and plead and get everyone to call them. So they would stop having people over at their bar because it's, you know, it's like a Fox news watching party. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly the best information uh, for them to have. So they took it seriously, you know, which I appreciated. But it took them a while. I feel like this is a running theme with some of the people that we talk to that the, the, the older folks, the ones that we care about, the ones that are the most at risk aren't taking this seriously enough. Yep. That's a fact. I mean, like, let's be honest. If anybody was on your Facebook posting, like, the flu kills X amount of people, there was a good chance they were 55 plus, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, uh, that's fucking sad. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, well, it's particularly, yeah, it's particularly striking that it's the, the folks who are in the crosshairs of this thing who are, like, the most likely to, to die or, or get, you know, severely injured by it that are the least, kind of like the least willing, uh, on average, you know, to, to kind of see it. Like you said, I think it's, I think it's mostly, it's mostly run enough of a course that enough people, you know, know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody to, to actually like, Oh, this is a real thing. And that there actually is some, some repercussion to it. But. Well, the thing is, is that it's now it's spreading through these small towns Yeah. and the people who are like, I don't know anyone who's had it. You're going to. Yep. And well, that's what I try to tell him. It's like, look, you know, yes, you're correct. Only tw- you know, it's, it's she is safe. Like say only 20 people have died in your small town, you know, but you know, do you want to be the next New York? Like, is that the goal? Like, And especially with States wanting to reopen. And I know that my mom thinks she's, she's a young spry 69, <laughs> but like she doesn't feel that she's that age. And it's, Unfortunately, you are. Yeah, yeah I, I'm of two minds on it. You know, like I, I desperately want you know my my older relatives and friends uh, to to make it through, you know, whatever end is in sight here. Um, and so, and all the science points towards you just stay the fuck home, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm also like completely understanding how like lives are literally being destroyed economically um, and how that that weight upon someone that's a head of household or something along those lines to provide and their inability to do so can enrage you. You know, so I, I feel where they're coming from. You know, it doesn't change the actual science or the statistics or anything like that. And, um but I think it's understandable. And that's why I gotta try and remember when I see all these people out there just doing dumb shit, like standing on like the governor's steps with no masks on all together in a crowd, you know, they're doing something stupid, but it's, it's a desperate act. And it's, you have to be able to understand where they're coming from at the same time, I think to, to have any sort of um, like real sense of what people are feeling. For sure. Yeah. Especially with Americans being like, if it's an enemy, we'll beat it. You can't beat a virus. That's not how it works. And it's hard to to kind of realize that idea or accept it. So, uh, on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> what's something that brings you joy in this? What's the uh, unexpected upside or the silver lining of living in the era of COVID? Um. I, I, got, I feel like people have been more polite, if that's a that's a strange thing to say. But um, like randomly, like if I have to go to the gas station or something along those lines, and 
you know, you, you start to walk near somebody and then both of you kind of catch eyes and they'll just be like, oh, my bad, man. You know, nowhere. Like we didn't even get close. And they were just, like, hey, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Like, I feel like I feel like people are being nicer to each other. And I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, my rose colored glasses and I want to see it that way. I know like domestic violence is up and all that kind of trash shit. But in my experience, I, I feel like the little shit doesn't matter as much anymore and people are being kinder to each other. Now I don't go to Walmarts or targets where people get their arms broken, but you know, yeah, that's just well, my general a, feeling of it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right that there's like on average, there's a little more awareness and that, you know, that awareness helps. It just helps it like recognize like, Hey, I see you, you see me. Like we're mm-hmm. both trying to you know keep out of each other's way. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say that, uh, uh, I have, I have also seen that. I think also partially like everybody's just like starred for other people. They're like, I, I don't want to scare you yeah. off. <laughs> you're, one of the, yeah. you're one of 10 people I'm going to see this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that just thinks, you know, I have this general probably naivete that I think everybody deep down just wants to like smile at each other. Um, like I know in my like logical sense, that's not true, but you know, like walking through like a slum of like a, a Cancun, we went there and, you know, I was just like waving at everybody and all my friends like, you're going to get snatched up. I'm like, nah, 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 people are nice. And I feel like, I feel like now, uh, you know, more so than before, you know, like neighbors are out walking around the neighborhood more often and things like that. Everybody's waving to each other you know, stop to say hello briefly from across the street to people I've never met before in my neighborhood. You know, those are the small things I think that kind of brighten my day up a little bit, you know, when I'm walking the dog and, you know, I see somebody that I know lives here. I have no idea who they are, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) they'll stop and like wave and we'll say, Hey, and like, how you holding up? And I I tend to keep it brief because meeting your neighbors can go South, but, um, Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's nice. I am going to go ahead and say this. If you ever got kidnapped, it would take you about three days before you were drinking rum with the head of the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like in those situations, I feel like you got to work with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bad guy. He was just brought up in a bad situation. Yeah. yeah. And like, what can you do to help this situation? Well, you know, entertain them at least. <laughs> How do you entertain it? Well, put a little alcohol in me. I'm telling you guys, we'll have a blast. Yeah. <sighs> Instant party, add gin. Yeah. So uh, liquor, not the me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it sounded it sounded clever either way. <laughs> so, uh, so James, uh, do you have anything uh, that you think people should be aware of? Do you have something to plug? Uh, if if people need to buy a car, uh, do you know somewhere they could buy a car? Uh, whatever else, uh, do you have anywhere that you think people should be sending their attention and resources? Yeah, like well, a website you enjoy. Uh, well, I mean, here's here's my advice to you. Uh, you know, if you don't have to buy a car right now, don't. You know, that's that's one of the things. Like, I, I understand that you know your car broke down or you got in an accident or something like that. And, and transportation, especially here in the South, you know, um, is is a necessary. You know, you you cannot get around with using public transportation, really. Let's be honest. You know, you have to have a car. So I understand those. But if it's just a whim, you know, don't do that. Um, (laughs) I'm still kind of amazed at some, you know, sometimes I see somebody driving up in a perfectly good car. Like, okay, you have, oh, you want to trade in? Oh, okay. Why now? 
you know, would be my, my question to them. Um, I will say there's also like, let's be honest that, that this, this industry is being revolutionized uh, online. You know, there are definitely ways to buy a car without even leaving your couch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I'd, I'd say the same thing I say to everybody, you know, do your research and uh, you know, always uh, you know, it's a big decision to make. It's a five year decision to make for most people or, like, let's be honest, what they're doing now, like an eight-year decision or something stupid. But, you know, take your time. Don't rush into it. And, uh, you know, think it through and ask yourself if it's a necessity. Because while I am a car salesman, I do believe the best payment is no payment. Yeah. Because you're still cheap, no yeah, matter what. what. <laughs> I mean, God, four wheels is still rolling. What's wrong with it? That would be my thought, you know. <laughs> Your 1990 Civic still gets you around, you know. It doesn't need a back windshield. The tape seems to be working fine. <laughs> I love you. I love you, you too, Tim. You silly, silly man. Uh, also, Adam wanted me to tell you mwah, and that mm-hmm. he loves you too. Well, definitely send my love to your husband and uh, tell me you can keep the pics coming. Okay. All right. I will. I will. Uh, I, I will make sure to pose them in better light next time. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have a bearskin rug, so we just had to make do with what we had. I would like something in like front of a fireplace with minimal clothing. We do have a fireplace and uh, I will see what I can find in the way of a boa. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're getting ready to say goodbye. You've been such a delight. Thank you so very much. And our sign off, we would like for you to participate. We ask everyone, wash your damn hands, y'all. Wash your damn hands, y'all. Wash your damn hands, y'all. Thank you so much. Bye. Awesome. Bye now.